Homeostasis. Mmm, now that's a great state to be in. Frustrated with your pain or injury? That sucks, but I'm here to help. Hi, my name is Denise DeShutler, and I'm a body worker and educator. Why is it so hard to find the care we need to feel better? Most of my clients have asked that question for years until we started working together. Now I'm going to help you find those answers. I'll explore different health disciplines and chat with talented practitioners. We'll share our insights and practical advice to help you get the results you need to feel good again. Because seeking the right care for your health can be a pain in the arse. But with me, your wellness journey will turn into a fun-filled adventure. Buckle up, baby, for the Passionate Health Advocate Show. Welcome, everybody, and thanks for joining. Today's episode is about acupuncture. Before we get started, I need to take this. Oh, I'm getting a call from Sophie and Coco in Kensington, California. Hello. Hi. How are you today? Good. Good? Okay. What do you have to tell me today? Um, do we have a joke, Coco? Yeah. Okay. Why did the cookie, cookie go, go to the doctor? Why did the cookie go to the doctor? I don't know. Why? Because it, it was, was feeling crummy. Crummy! <laughs> <laughs> Well, if you are feeling crummy, I know just the place where we can go. Buckle up. Welcome to the land of acupuncture. Today we are looking for Elanita Corian, acupuncturist and owner of San Francisco Integrative Medicine. Is that you? I'm over here. It's me. Oh, hey, Alameda. How are you? Hi, good. How are you doing? Thanks for having me. Well, thank you for inviting us here. Yes, welcome to this lush, green, beautiful island of acupuncture. Well, we want to explore this place. Uh, You know, one, I am a huge, huge fan of acupuncture, so I'm really happy to bring everyone here and love for you to show us around and tell us, you know, what is acupuncture? Well, um, acupuncture is a broad field. As you can see, it's huge on this island. And it's one of the reasons I fell in love with just as it as a modality of medicine. It's this beautiful blend of physical medicine and psychology and energy medicine kind of all wrapped into one. Okay. And what brought you to acupuncture? Um, so the story that I always tell, because it's the most entertaining, in entertaining instead of um, I just chose it from a, some book of different jobs you could do is a friend of mine while I was uh, pre dental a friend of mine decided to go to an acupuncture open house in Los Angeles next to a restaurant that I love to get a sandwich from and so I agreed that if we got that sandwich I would go with her to this open house and so that's exactly what we did and she walked out hating it and I walked out thinking oh my gosh I'm going to drop out of dental school and I'm going to do this instead and I got my sandwich. (laughs) Well that was an awesome day for you. Okay cool. 
So you talked about it's it's very vast, but if uh, someone was to try acupuncture, let's say someone that's dealing with pain, what what is it? Because I know most people just think, oh, these are needles, these are needles, and I'm not a fan of needles. So can you tell us a little bit more about what an actual treatment would be like to get acupuncture from you? Yeah, and I'd like, to, so we'll kind of focus in on it from like the pain aspect, because most people's first introduction to acupuncture is usually circling around some sort of pain issue that they've been having. And they've tried, usually most people come to acupuncture because they've tried everything else and nothing else has really worked. So they give this a shot. Um, and I think the first misconception that people have is that acupuncture could be really uncomfortable because it is needles. And most people's only experience with needles is from getting a shot or their blood drawn but the needles are actually much smaller than that. And so it, there is usually very little pain. Um, so if somebody was coming in, say like you were painting all weekend and you threw out your back, you would come in for an acupuncture treatment. And one of the first things you would do is um, explain how you're doing, how the situation happened, give a good history. And then your acupuncturist would be able to kind of target the local muscles that are in spasm or experiencing pain. Um, and by doing that, we can use acupuncture needles to relieve the pain, relaxing these muscles locally or using distal points to help relieve pain by giving the body signals to release endorphins, which are the body's natural like pain-killing um, chemicals, and then helping to affect parts of the brain that govern things like serotonin that can just help you feel better. So you can get a local, which is relaxing the actual muscle that could be in spasm, um, so if it's like your low back, your like quads or glutes or something's happened there. And then by also signaling that chemical response throughout the body to relax that area as well, to kind of show that the body that there's pain or there's been trauma here and to kind of send in those pain killers. That a little okay. <laughs> No, that's that might've cool. been a little too focused or. No, 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 that's great. I think we're getting an idea of how it works. So um, we talk about needles, you said they're smaller do they stay in the body the whole time? Are they tapping? What's, what's going on with these needles? Like how are they applied to us? So depending on the type of pain somebody's experiencing, usually the needles are placed in different areas um, for somewhere between 12 to 20 minutes. Um, if there's a muscle and spasm, a needle might just be placed in for a few moments to get um, fasciculation and that those are little muscle jumps. And that helps with something called perfusion. And when you can get those muscles to fasciculate or kind of give a little muscle jump, you can actually help that muscle to push out. And then as it pulls back in, it can bring in blood and lymph to try to heal that muscle. So some needles, depending on the pain or injury, can be left in somewhere between 12 to 20 minutes. And then other times they might just be left in for a moment or two to get that small little muscle jump to kind of reactivate that muscle. Mm, okay, okay. Um, and just to let uh, the listeners know, if you've never had acupuncture treatment, um, I'm a huge fan. Um, I get acupuncture and it may sound alarming, <laughs> needles tapping into your muscles, but uh, when you get a treatment, it actually can be very relaxing. I end up falling asleep and I feel rejuvenated when I wake up, just to let people know. So what is happening when um, that, like, for example, with me, what, what's happening that you think makes me so relaxed and I just doze out and when I wake up, uh, I feel refreshed, even if it's just like a 10 minutes. What do you think is going on there? There's two ways you can look at it. You can look at it from an Eastern perspective 
that what's going on is there, the body is finding homeostasis, right? It's mm -hmm. trying to find that balance. And so with most of our bodies, there's this constant pull and push of your parasympathetic and your sympathetic system, right? So mm -hmm. your fight and flight is always battling your rest and digest, right? Okay. So those are those two symptoms. And when you get those acupuncture needles in at those specific spots, depending on what you're, what, what you're coming in for, your body can find that balance a little bit better. So the acupuncture needles are able to kind of send off those chemical signals to put your body into that parasympathetic, that rest and digest. So you get that greater sense of kind of relaxation because your body, we can kind of like cue out that sympathetic, that fight or flight system and mm -hmm. kind of cue in that rest and digest. All right. So, okay. That homeostasis just uh, is a place we all want to be. And when we find it, it's very relaxing. It's very soothing for sure. And so thank you for sharing that information. Let's say if someone has, for example, a back pain, what would treatment look like in general? How long does that take? Um, you know, are these, these aren't one-off sessions, right? These are, do you also supplement things with these sessions? Like as a general, general treatment? Yeah, as a general treatment, I usually, depending like on the severity and what's kind of gone on with the person, but as a general rule of thumb, nobody needs just one session, that it's good to kind of get the structure and get everything back into alignment. And that usually takes, cause we're working on like a muscle memory, right? That muscle's injured and we want it to remember to hold into a healthier pattern. And usually to kind of convince that muscle to kind of remember how to be in a healthier pattern takes somewhere between three to six sessions. And we supplement, be, most sessions are either once, once a week or twice a week, depending on how much pain somebody's in. And so in between that time, we usually supplement with like stretching, exercises, maybe there's some different nutrition or supplements we can recommend to take to kind of help that muscle memory key in quicker. Okay. All right. That's good information. And for you, are all your clients or patients, I should say, are they coming with insurance? And mind you, this is in the States. So I'm just curious about how people can get treatment. Do they need to have insurance to come see an acupuncturist? So just, just speaking from the state of California, one of the cool things that was passed maybe 10 years ago is with all California-based insurances, acupuncture is considered primary care. So it has to be included on all insurance plans. So if you do have insurance, there's a 95% uh, chance that acupuncture is covered. And most acupuncturists in California do take and help you kind of with the insurance process. Nice. Well, that's really good to know. Oh yeah. It's the passionate health advocate dance break. Now get up and shake your thing. And do you know much about acupuncture out of the country, just as a general? Is it, is it widely distributed around or is it mostly in China? I mean, what's uh, the status of acupuncture around the world? 
So um, acupuncture around the world is just like in the United States, it's different. Each state has its different licensing body um, that each country also has its different regulations. And I'm not too sure state by state how it goes or country by country, but it can just, you know, it's such a broad spectrum of being only allowed under the supervision of a medical doctor or somebody who's gone to med school to no, no regulations at all. Anybody could do it. Oh, okay. Extreme. So yeah. what was, what was your background to get where you are? Thanks. So the, in the state of California and especially in the U S and California um, in general has pretty high standards for education here. All acupuncturists in California need to have a four year undergrad degree as well as prerequisites in different, you know, biology and chemistry. And then it's a four-year master's program plus some clinical training after that. So it ends up being a a good chunk of time. Yeah. And then there's also a state licensing and credentialing body that comes with it. Okay, cool. Well, that's good to know. And what would you say, or, you know, do you have any advice on how our listeners right now, in general, if we want to get started, like, oh, you know what? I've never thought about acupuncture for my pain. What's the best way they can find a, a qualified acupuncturist or a qualified clinic? And in just general, I know you don't know, it's hard to know about what's happening around the world, but what are key things for people to look for so they can get started and how to approach it? So I, I thought about this question a lot because I think my first, my first thought was like, oh, the internet. But I realized that's actually not how I get any of my referrals to you know, anything from other practitioners to um, like where I eat at a restaurant. So I think the best way to find an acupuncturist is just getting a referral from a practitioner that you trust. Even if acupuncture is unregulated, it's still widespread enough that most people know an acupuncturist that is working at that they also trust. So I think getting a word of mouth referral from another practitioner is the first kind of way to start. The other thing I, I thought about, like, well, how do I find referrals is social media. And while it can be kind of tough, I think looking at an acupuncturist or an office social media account will kind of let you know, do you align with their views and values as like practitioners? Because the relationship between a patient and their acupuncturist can be really important and really intimate. Most people don't just talk about their pain. There's like a lot of things associated besides just pain from falling or slipping. You also have, you know, the emotional pain that comes along with it and the stress of, you know, I fell and I can't work. So that's also going on there. And the acupuncturist usually has enough time to kind of peel away those different layers. So if you're able to kind of peek in to see through their social media accounts or their websites, do you kind of align with the values they're talking about is a, is a good way to start also to find a practitioner in your area or get a referral. That's a great tip. Yeah. Aligning the values. And I think you brought up a really good point about it's not just about physical pain. We're human beings and we are all multifaceted and we have other, probably other issues going around with the physical pain. And we want to be super comfortable sharing that information and making sure we're taken care of in a treatment. So if your values align, that's a good place to start. So it sounds like we can look and see on their website or on social media, if that aligns with us or we know friends or family that can actually guide us in that direction because they're probably aligned with our own values. 
What do you what do you think about Yelp? Do you think that's a good place? You know, I, I have a love-hate relationship with Yelp, and I, I actually think it is a pretty good place. I think most people are savvy enough to read the reviews, the you know, the one-star reviews out there and kind of realize that's a, a crazy person and kind of realize, you know, that they get a feeling for pictures of the office and how many people have gone there and does it look legit that I think Yelp is a good place to start to find a practitioner in your area. It gives you a lot of information, even if, you know, there is this love hate with Yelp and outworks. I do think it's a good place to start. Okay. And do you offer consults or, you know, so someone to call, can they actually just call a, a clinic? Yeah. And I think our practice is evolving as most practices are to kind of meet the needs of patients now. So we offer a lot more phone consults um, and video consults that we can help people to see like, are they ready to come into the clinic or is this something we can help them out at home? Or can we like review nutrition or stretching or, you know, herbal medicine advice or help them with some at-home testing to kind of get down to the root of their problem. So yeah, people can call in and we can schedule things to have some one-on-one time to talk and review what their issue is. Okay. So that's good. So once people get some good information, you can actually do another check and call into the clinic or office and talk with an acupuncturist or someone like you, right? Yeah. Nice. Okay. Um, I did have a question for you. When you are treating someone in your acupuncture treatments, what do you find is the biggest challenge that you see your patients have and how do you help them overcome it in the midst of your care? So the biggest challenge that I think I see patients have is getting frustrated with the plateau of their healing. Mm. Most patients will feel, you know, some relief, usually within the first two sessions. And any relief in the beginning is always such a big deal that patients get so excited. Like, I feel better. I'm going to like garden all day or I'm going to go out dancing. And health isn't always so incremental that every time it's going to keep getting better and better and better. And, and, you know, in four visits, they're going to be healed. And so when I think people get to that plateau, they're frustrated and they're angry and they feel trapped. And I think that's one of the biggest challenges is trying to help patients get out of that rigid framework that we all fall into when we're frustrated and feel that way and just help them have more mental flexibility and physical flexibility that, health is dynamic and their choices all have like small incremental effects and that they, they will get better, but the plateau is an important part of their healing in a way. So it's just kind of trying to help change their mindset and set healthy goals for them instead of like every time I'm going to feel 25% better until I'm hundred percent and I feel like I'm 20 again. Yes. Oh, that's great. Thank you so much for bringing that up. Uh, yeah, and I, I see that trend too, right? You're like, oh, okay, I've come for these visits and yeah, incrementally I'm progressing, I'm progressing, I'm going up the mountain and then all of a sudden, wait, what happened? This session, I don't feel so much better as I did comparably to all the other sessions. You know, am I failing? Am I losing? And so you're bringing up that point and you address it with also helping people underline expectations and also working out goals from there. So I think that's really good. You brought up that healing is dynamic and I couldn't agree more. So if you're listening, think about that. It is dynamic. We are dynamic people. We have dynamic bodies 
and our health goes with that. So bear that in mind with your treatments. Thank you. All You're right. Welcome. Thank you. Yeah. So if we want to know more, where could we find you? I'm located in San Francisco and our website is www.integrativemedicinesf.com. And we are on Instagram and Facebook. I think about that. That's about it. Do you want me to list a phone number or? No, you don't need to list yeah. a phone number because we have a show notes. So we're going to be able, people are going to be able to find that information written there. So if you want to chat with Elanita, learn more about her clinic, you can go on her website. Is there anything right now you said you are offering consults if people need to call in and get some more information and just more like telemedicine? Is that what's currently happening right now? Now that we're yeah. in uh, quarantine? Definitely. I, I would say like the most interesting thing that's kind of popped up and it's definitely we're all stuck at home and whatever symptoms we were kind of pushing aside because we have no not as many distractions as we used to are really bubbling up for a lot of our patients. So this is like digestive issues, issues around um, menstrual cycles and, and things like that that are coming up are, are just a little bit harder to ignore. So it's been really exciting to help patients through some at-home testing, whether it's with saliva or urine or GI testing with stool testing that patients can do at home and then it overnights to our labs and kind of review that to get a real close look to be like, wow, actually your adrenal system's fried and you have uh, H. pylori and E. coli and that's why you've been feeling so crappy. It, it's been really interesting to take these like deep dive functional medicine looks at people's health because they have the time now to really examine it and kind of see how much it's been affecting their life without the distraction of commuting or running to work or having a million things to do. Mm, that is great. So we have slowed down a bit and that's given you an opportunity to dive deeper with some of your patients and, and, yeah, and I think, to the root of the cause. Right. Yeah. Cause they're just finally noticing, Oh, I thought I always get, you know, heartburn because I eat lunch. I forget to eat lunch, but it's like, oh, actually my heart burns all the time. I just remembered it at lunch that it hit me while I was eating, you know? So it's, mm -hmm. I think they're just, their symptoms are more apparent because there's no more distractions. So instead right. of them being able to tell themselves I'm fine, they're like, oh, actually these are big issues for me. Yeah. Yeah. You can't hide from it. And uh, which, you know, this is actually a blessing in disguise, not, not our current situation, but the opportunity to slow down and actually pay attention what's happening with our bodies and knowing that we have resources, even while sheltering in place, we have resources to help ourselves um, overcome them. Yeah, Excellent. Exactly. Excellent. Well, I'm so happy we came to the land of acupuncture. Elanita, you've been a fantastic host and I hope to visit you again. Thank you so much. It was so great to have you fly down anytime. Thanks for joining the Passionate Health Advocate Show with your host, Denise DeShetler. Like what you hear? Then subscribe, rate, and review this podcast.